When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com podcast. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. And Joyce, we get to predict more guilds today. It's the two big ones. The PGA Awards and the SAG Awards are this weekend. We're recording some There's Wednesday. also um, SAG costumes. Don't yes. forget about those. We can maybe do, maybe we'll do those at the end quickly, I guess. We don't want to leave them out. I was like, maybe we shouldn't do them. Who cares? But we care. So we should do them. You should be a completist. Yeah. Big Guild weekend. Uh, we could watch the second words on YouTube. Are you excited? YouTube.com slash Netflix. Yes. Right? I got to say, after the the trials to try to figure out how to watch the Critics' Choice Awards back in January without, a, without cable TV... Uh, not a show that they really want you to watch, it seems, because it was impossible to find, but I was able to do I it. I haven't watched that in years, honestly. <laughs> so. I had a I had a live blog at Joyce, so I had to watch it and uh had to do it uh through through means I can't even remember how because I don't have cable anymore and it was not streaming. When did you cut the cord? Uh, uh two years ago, maybe. It just is it's I was like, it's too much money. But then I'm like, I'm already spending all this it other is. money and all this junk that we have the streaming services. So we, we just need one streaming service with all the streaming services would be great. I, Apple should just mm-hmm. do that. Apple should come up with a TV. Here's a million dollar, million dollar idea. Apple comes up with a TV that has, they all should just stuff. reboot Apple TV. Yes. And have it be a big a subscription thing. Joyce, before we go into our predictions, you're telling me about this interview that Academy CEO, Bill Kramer did with time. That I can't I believe totally you missed this yesterday. I, I missed can't it. it. You know why? Because I saw him do an interview with Letterboxd on a podcast and he was like, oh. Lupita of course Johnson. you would read the Letterboxd one first. Yeah. I, I'm, it's my, I'm targeted to my own, you know, my social media sphere, I guess. But in that one, he was like, Lupita Nyong'o should have gotten a Best Actress nomination for us. And he should say that. And he's right. Uh, in this one, he talked about the two Leslie uh, brouhaha. Once again, we're still talking about this choice. Every week, there's something else. And, but again, to be fair, he's being asked about it. So of course he's not like getting on his soapbox to talk and he's doing his job and answering it. So the question was, uh, do you expect similar word of mouth and social media fueled campaigns to spring up next year? And this is Bill Kramer, the Academy CEO's response. Social media is and can be a great leveler with campaigning. I want to make sure now that I am the CEO of the Academy, that our regulations are much more clear about our expectations for how people will promote their films. But I think social media is a space where if used properly in an ethical, kind, fair way is a great leveler. I think it can be a good thing. 
We just need to put some guardrails around that and talk about our expectations and our rules and regulations in ways that are clear. It can be confusing, and the Academy needs to help guide the way for equity and how to promote uh, how people promote their films. A lot of words. A lot of words. Word Certainly salad. It's very, I, I'm, it's never been more clear than just reading that. I mean, it was so, such a succinct answer. How many times did he say great leveler? Twice. Is it just twice? How many times did he say confusing? Oh, just once or twice? Uh, seems like, so my, my takeaway from that was going to be shrug, tweets, question mark. That was basically. Like it's, people have their own social media accounts. They can yes. tweet post whatever they want <laughs> and it seems like they probably still will uh the other the next question was you, you this is a great great sequence i'll just read it uh speaking of equity the woman king was snubbed at the oscars including viola davis director Gina prince bythewood had talked about that maybe you've read this and, and bill cuts in and says i had lunch with her two days ago i wonder where they went he didn't say he didn't say but then he later says i love gina i consider her a new friend someone who's just brilliant and I think she got to the heart of a lot of the cultural and societal concerns around all of this. The Academy wants to make sure that people are thinking about films and performances and all the disciplines that go into movie making in a very equitable way. There's that word again. In our industry, there is sometimes a resistance to looking at certain roles and genres as being award worthy. As an Academy, we work very hard to ensure that our members see and engage with them. To Gina's point about not a lot of people wanting to see The Woman King because Academy members didn't think it was, quote, the sort of film that they should be considering. We need to break down those barriers. The film was remarkable. It was a critical success. It was a commercial success for the same reason Top Gun is being considered a best picture candidate. The woman could should be in that conversation as well as many others. That's that's a pretty yeah. good answer. I mean, that's fair. Um, yeah. We talked about this, what, like three weeks ago, whenever she wrote her op-ed. Um, yeah, it's just, you need to normalize more a variety of uh, people in front of and behind a camera for the general public and the academy members. And this, you know, ties in with what he said about Lupita um, and how she should have been nominated. It's like, you know, people also don't regard horror as um, a proper Oscar vehicle either. So Mia, Mia Goth said that this year she was, she kind of got that kind of conversation got left behind because there were other pressing concerns but she was definitely one of the early adopters, it felt like, of that this year, at least. Joyce, the other thing he says here that I thought was interesting was he says, for the same reason Top Gun is being considered a best picture candidate, the woman could, king should be in that conversation as well as many others. You can read that as a variety of ways. Uh, it should, does he, is he saying the woman king should be a best picture nominee? Or is he saying the woman king and many other films should be in the conversation about the best picture nominees? In which case it was, it just didn't get in. It's a great non-answer answer. He's he's just basically saying it should have gone nominations, which is what people are upset about. Sure. So, um, uh, and yeah, like it was in the conversation for Best Picture. It just wasn't getting any actual nominations in the run-up to it. Nick, <laughs> so Nick, Nick, that, that, that just kind of took it out of the running and then it got zero nominations altogether. <laughs> Next time he does one of these, I want somebody to ask, uh, and it kind of, you kind of do this with the Lupita one too, even though I totally agree. But the follow-up would be, uh, what should have not gotten nominated then in your estimation and see what he says. What did you vote for? Well, or just like, hey, like obviously The Woman King didn't get nominated because 10 other movies did. It's not like there's just a space where it was left out. So what is the movie he thinks that maybe shouldn't have gotten in that got in? He I, would tell you that off the record, okay? <laughs> he would never answer. He would say, oh, well, maybe we should have 11 nominees next year. 
but this is this is what you know everyone says on the record everyone should be nominated right yeah, like michelle yeah. michelle yell last week is like we all should have oscars yeah you know love yeah it. Uh, i mean that is i mean that's totally fine too because everyone should be rewarded for their work but you know there there is limited space in these categories so people are inevitably gonna get left out movies are going to be left out so yes and then there's there's people who don't look at a film with an all-black female cast um in the same way as they look at a film headlined by white cis hetero males so mm-hmm. that's true uh so that's bill kramer choice Anything else we missed? We, the other thing we talked about this on uh, Sunday night when we did our BAFTA recap, but uh, really picked up steam was the uh, a- Angela Bassett did the thing uh, intro from Ariana DeBose, which just tickled me to no end. I mean, we said it was too. It was just great. Uh, I loved it so much. They had the, the BAFTA producer came out and defended her and was like, she came up with the whole bit on her own. It was wonderful. I love that defense. That was a great defense. That interview was great because I just feel like you should just be embracing it. And no one was actually hating it. It was just, it was cringy, but fun. It's the kind of thing where you're just like, I don't know if you should have done this, but I'm so glad you did it. The the look on Anna DeArmas' face is something I'll never forget. And like all, all of the reaction shots. Hers is particularly, I found to be, I was like, that is, that is an Oscar nominee right there. That is why she was Oscar nominated this year. That face alone was worth the Oscar nomination to get her in. Just an incredible, the, the explosions behind her eyes as she's having to watch this and listen to it is just, I just can't even, it's the best. Love it. They should have Ariana. It's also great because when they, when they cut to every single person she references, it all, it seems like they're all like in a different place. It's like, you know how like a group yes. photo when people are at the same event, but it, it seems like they dressed up for different events. Yes. <laughs> every every person but, has a different uh, and, you know, But like the good thing is now, you know, I, Ariana, it seems like she's um, coming around to it and enjoying it. Like she she just storied something today because someone made a, you know, a did a thing joke because they were seeing her somewhere. So she restoried it. She left a comment on Evan Ross Cass's Instagram saying like she honestly loves this so i know everyone was like oh she deleted her twitter she must hate this but it maybe it probably did sting initially um if you're just like this is just me projecting but like if you know you maybe you were expecting everyone to be like yes like you go girl and it wasn't that reaction obviously at all <laughs> but no it, it's just you know the internet having fun it there's, was great. there's no actual hate here <laughs> Do you yeah. think it's it's a total online thing? So it has no, like, I feel like people walking down the street. Oh, no, real, real people have no idea what this is. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be just delightful to see this at the Oscars. I was like, can they, you know, like the Oscars would kill to well, have that kind of Well, I mean, obviously now if Angela wins, then everyone's just going to tweet the clip again. Like she did the thing. When she announces uh, Kiyo Kwan for Best Supporting Actor at this year's Oscars, will she say Kiyo Kwan did the thing? Mm-hmm. she That'll should that's what you need you need to just go with it that's should, that's what you do she should definitely do that's how she should announce the winner uh Kwan did the thing he's an oscar winner i mean just can't wait i can't wait to see her at the oscars i'm so excited this whole thing. it was just wonderful she should just perform it again that's how they should open the show because in the interview bill also said they'll have a lot of live performances yeah so yeah there's one jimmy kimmel should just be sitting there right just checking off a list there we go uh 
Okay, so we're going to do our predictions now, Joyce. Produ- let's go- the Producers Guild are first. So let's do them first. This should not take very long. We predict uh, eight categories, it looks like. Nine categories. I feel like everyone is going to have the same thing yes. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> okay, so Best Picture, Joyce. The nominees, again, are Everything Everywhere All at Once, Top Gun Maverick, The Fablemans, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Avatar, Tar, Black Panther, Glass Onion, and The Whale. Good Incredible list. Goodness. How did uh, they do this? <laughs> I was thinking, you know why The Whale probably got nominated beyond just that it made people cry? Is that it's a producer's story because it took like a full decade to come out or to get together. And like you need a producer who's going to stick with that movie uh, to get it made. And it's not an easy movie to make because of the subject and the limited appeal. And that it came out and that actually did well. I could see it being a movie that producers liked. I guess that was my rationale. Sure. But there are millions of films that take decades to get made. <laughs> uh, I have everything. I also love the four sequels, of course. So yeah. well, the four sequels are pretty good. Uh, I have everything everywhere all at once winning. And Top Gun in second. And Top Gun in second. Yes. I think that's what like 99% of people have. have you have that as well. Obviously. So I haven't, I haven't changed the thing. Neither have I. I still have all, I have everything here is two to one odds for me because I did it the first minute it was live. And wow, look at you. They're all two to one odds. Uh, I just can't predict Top Gun yet to win. I would love for it to win. I think it could win. And if it's going to win. I would anything. only want, I want it to win just to keep things interesting. So we'll have different winners everywhere. And it, it very, very easily could win. But I just don't see why everything everywhere all at once would lose, I guess. Well, this is um, on a preferential ballot. So everything, it's won so far. Um, Critics' Choice and then all the other Critics' Awards, regionals, like that's just a straight vote. So, but this is the first preferential ballot test for everybody. So it's, um, yeah. It it remains an idea that this is a polarizing movie. I just, I'm not sure it super is. No, well, I think, you know, based on its um, suboptimal performance at BAFTA, just one win, um, you might think that it's in trouble um, and also that it didn't win a picture or director at the Globe. So uh, it's probably lacking international support, but it's always had a lot more American support. And, um, you know, PJ is also very broad, which also helps, you know, something like Top Gun too. And they care about money. Both of these made money, you know. And um, yeah, so I guess it just depends on how low the everything, everywhere detractors rank it. Because I also can't see Top Gun getting a lot of low votes. So I think it, low a, rankings. a bonus for everything everywhere here is, as we just said, this is this list of nominees is is, is wacky. And I think it's not going to be very low based on like, you know what I mean? Like there's a very easy way. There's a, a lot of movies that you can imagine would be at the bottom here before you get like all behind everything everywhere. I think it's going to be like, even if it's not one, it would be like five. You know? Yeah, but it's it's also like you you can also just hate the movie and be like i'm n- not voting for that i'm putting it in 10 you know like the whale made me cry so 
I think it's hard to say, I think, you know, to extrapolate just from um, how we perceive the Oscar race to be, it's easy to say like, oh, the whale is that last or like glass onion is that last. But individually, you don't know how people feel about those movies themselves. Right. So they might love glass onion or the whale and they might hate everything everywhere. Right. You know? So if Top Gun wins, do you think anything else can win, first of all, besides those two? Um, I have Banshees in third because I think that has a lot of passion, like more so than the Fablemans. Same. But I think it's probably those two. What about Elvis? Elvis, I have in fifth. Same. Uh, if it's Top Gun wins, what what do you think then? How, how are you going to be great? Them? Because it'll make everything more exciting. <laughs> And then how are you going to think that'll affect the race? Um, I don't know if I would still predict that at the Oscars yet. I think I would still want it to see it win like WGA, which it absolutely could. I think it could too. Uh, but um, so it wouldn't, I still have Top Gun in second, I think at the Oscars too. So I'm not like, I, it would not surprise me. I think a lot of people would move it up to second if it won PGA. I'm sure a lot of people have moved. I think some people probably have it in second too. I have it in third at the Oscars. Right. Um, um, but I know, you know, some people have probably also moved it out of their top four or five after BAFTA with All yes. Quiet, which is yes. not here. Yeah, I think probably people went hot, hard on, on All Quiet after BAFTA, but I'm not sure. I still don't believe If in All that. Quiet were at PGA, do you think it would win? No. I'm not a believer in that movie beyond BAFTA. <laughs> I'm a believer in it winning like three to four Oscars and certainly a lot of below the line stuff. But like, it, I I can't imagine a world where it would win Best Picture. I'll, I'll eat those words, I guess, in two weeks if it wins. But it just would be, it would be completely shocking to me. It's a movie that I, I think... I, to me, like especially as we've seen over and over again, I do think you need some level of passion to win Best Picture, and I just don't think people are incredibly passionate about the movie itself. All quiet. I'm talking about. Um, I'm trying to think of if I know any regular person who's seen it, and I don't think I do. <laughs> it's like even I mean, like, can you think about one? Uh, this is all anecdotal and I'm sure there are people out there being like, all quiet is great. I'm loving, I love it so much, but I'm like, can you think of one movie in like the last 10 or 15 years that had, has less like passionate fans? I, well, it's passionate fans are the Brits. So and, uh, are artists too, right? Like, I think it's like a lot of the crap, like I think the crap. Well, no, yeah. Good. I mean, the crafts thing is, different because yeah. you're looking at the craft specifically but like you're talking about the picture as a whole but right yeah i don't know any regular person who's seen it i think it's just i think some of it is you know it's um anti-war so that's War. you know top of mind currently and i think it's a very handsome film and yeah like you said the, the crafts are great um but i think it's kind of it's just kind of a film, I think, in general, where you're just like, wow, that was really great when you're in it and you come out of it, but maybe you feel less passion about it over time. 
you know, like it's not a bad movie at all. It's no. just, I think like in the moment you're really immersed in it. Um, it's hard not to be, it's a war movie. Yeah. I mean, looking <laughs> at all... one BAFTA, I'm like, it speaks me to, it speaks more to me that BAFTA and maybe international voters are just not as high on everything everywhere more than, than all quiet being you know the brits are just like traumatized by world war one so it's like i don't know i'm just like i just don't think i so i don't think it would win here if it was here and i don't think it will win at the oscars and i think top gun could win here but until everything ever loses one of these i'm not going to predict against it so that's it uh should we do the next category here joyce we have uh animated feature this will take all of two seconds the nominees were pinocchio last the puss in boots marcel the shell turning red and minions the rise of Gru. I've seen people suggest that maybe Puss in Boots could win here because, again, it's producers uh, love that money. Still making money. It's still making money. I'll tell you why it's still making money. There's not one single movie to take a child to. Uh, in, in Hollywood's infinite wisdom, they decided, what if we didn't release movies in theaters that kids want to see? And then wonder why people don't go to the movies. It's great. Did you take your daughter? No, to I didn't see her. No, because who, <laughs> even that, I wouldn't, I'm like, nah, she's not that into it. But there, I wish there were options. Uh, you anyway, know, we Pino- still we, we need her Oscar picks for animated. Has I don't she know, she's not movie? seen any of these. She saw Marcella yeah. Shell twice, I think. So twice, wow. Uh, but anyway, I'm going with Pinocchio here. What else is there to do? Nothing. Uh, documentary choice. The nominees are Fire of Love, Nalvani, All That Breathes, Descendant, Retrograde, The Territory, and Nothing Compares. No, all the beauty in the bloodshed. Uh. I think Fire of Love and Elvani are now one or should be one, two in the Oscar race. I have Fire of Love winning. I do too. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so a producer's award again, producer's guild. I don't think it always comes down to the money, but this was a, a significant documentary success mm-hmm. theatrically uh, for a documentary. So it made like a million dollars and then it's on Disney plus and it's the most, again, like it's like a very, watchable mainstream yeah movie. and it's it it's sad um yeah. you know one at the dga i think it wins here at pga and then goes on to win at the oscars that's my prediction uh, uh so we'll, the, yeah. the producers uh, pga awards do tv joyce so do those too you ready uh tv drama white lotus better call Saul, severance and or an ozark and i have the white lotus winning Yes. I wish it could be Better Call Saul, but no. Doesn't seem like it would be, but can you make the case? Um, It's the best drama series here. Also love the White Lotus competing in different genres everywhere at the top guilds because it's in drama here. It's It was in comedy at DGA and it's still in limited at WGA. Also in drama at SAG, so strange uh Nicolene. comedy series the nominees are abbott elementary the bear only murders hacks and barry and i have abbott elementary winning i do too um i would love my fave barry but no i have only murders in second the bear is in second in our odds though but i don't even know what i have in second i have the bear i have barry in third uh limited series Nominees were Monster, The Dropout, Pam and Tommy, Obi-Wan, and Inventing Anna. And I have a list. Mon- I have Monster winning. I do too. Um, 
I, I don't even know how I feel about it. I have the dropout in second. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, like Dahmer's the most popular one. I think you can make the case for all five of these, including Inventing Anna, if you really wanted to. But I do think Dominator wins because it's the most popular one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, uh, TV movie. We went from one barn burner category to another. The nominees here are Weird, Prey, Fire Island, Hocus Pocus 2, and Disney's Pinocchio. I actually have Prey winning. I do too. Uh, it's second in our odds. I have Hocus Pocus in, in second. I, I'm Again, I'm overthinking these things, but I, I actually do think the degree of difficulty from a producing standpoint should factor into this. And I think producing Hocus Pocus and getting everybody back for it was pretty complex. So I have it in second. You know, I love Hocus Pocus OG. I didn't even watch this one. <laughs> People did, though. It was. Just I know. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just saying I didn't even watch it. <laughs> uh, Prey Rules. Did you watch it? It's really good. No. Great Predator movie. Loved it. Uh and then TV Variety, the nominees were SNL, John John Oliver, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, and The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. I have SNL winning. Yes. <laughs> and then reality series, RuPaul, Lizzo, The Voice, Top Chef, Amazing Race. And I have RuPaul winning. Same. Um, I did think about Lizzo because she won the Emmy. but I, I have Lizzo in second. Uh, and I could see that happening too. But until RuPaul is going to lose, I feel like I'm just going to keep RuPaul in. And then uh, finally, best nonfiction series, George Carlin's American Dream, Lucy and Desi, Stanley Tucci searching for Italy, 60 minutes and 30 for 30. And I have George Carlin's American Dream. Same. So I think we go, we have matched completely on every one of these. And like all of these are first in the odds too, except for TV movie. So, right? Because yes. I think weird isn't first. In yes, that. it is. Yeah. So, where are we going to be wrong? Um, we can be wrong in the top category. Yes. <laughs> um, doc. Yes. Um, limited. Mm hmm. Uh, TV movie. So. Yeah. Uh. I guess we'll see. I, I could, I don't know. I I don't have a lot to say about everything ever versus Top Gun, but I mean, Top Gun could really win. I think it would be more interesting. It's like less interesting talking about who's going to win and more interesting to see what happens, who wins to me. Yeah, that's why I want Top Gun to win because we'll have more to talk about afterward. Certainly. <laughs> because I'm already kind of expecting everything everywhere to sweep the guilds. Right. So, yeah. Okay. SAG Awards choice. We'll start with film and then do TV. We we predict them separately. So film. Uh, we have six categories. We'll start with the big one. Film ensemble. The nominees are Everything Everywhere, The Banshees of Minish Aaron, The Fablements, Women Talking, and Babylon. And I have Everything Everywhere winning. Yes. Would be an absolute shock, I think, if it did not win at SAG. It's in real trouble if it does not win this. <laughs> Even before it became like the juggernaut front runner, I had a winning set. Like we all knew it was it was gonna win this at SAG. This is like in September and October, I think we knew it was gonna win SAG. So I feel like uh it is absolutely gonna win. And if it doesn't, then it's a huge red flag. Just many red flag emojis. This should be the safest thing for it. 
to win. Like it, it already won DGA, but that was still kind of up in the air until they actually won it, you know? Now, what would Banshees is in second? I would expect I have Banshees in second. That I would mean, win. I mean, those two got five noms. So that would win seemingly if everything ever did not. Yes. I just, it, it, that also, I think it does have a lot of passion behind it. That's, um, I mean, we did very early on talk about like how it felt like the kind of film that would get the individual noms, but not yes. ensemble. But it was clear that people were very passionate about the performances, especially Barry. So when I decided to put to predict Barry for the nomination, I was like, I have to predict an ensemble because there's no film that's been nominated for four individual um, actors that didn't make ensemble. Right. So it did. So I do think that even though it did not win Best Picture at BAFTA, I do think it's still top two in the Oscar race. So um, I do feel, you know, spoiler alert, I don't have Banshees winning anything at SAG, which I feel mm -hmm. bad about, but I just don't know where to predict it to win. Right. So. Uh, for Best Actress, the nominees are Michelle Yeoh, Cate Blanchett, Viola Davis, Daniel Deadweiler, and Anna DeArmas. And I have Kate Blanchett winning. We've talked about this a lot. Uh, my, Michelle is first in the odds, Michelle Yeoh, but I have Kate winning. Uh, I do too. Um, she's the only person who can sweep now. Um, Michelle winning would, uh, again, just like Top Gun winning PGA, Michelle winning SAG would keep things interesting. Um, yes. Even though I, I do think Kate is winning the Oscar. But it's still, you know, another talking point. <laughs> for the next two weeks <laughs> yes and i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that she could no like she's totally it's it this is the closest race um here but like i've said i don't think tar like we 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 besmirch the members of the screen actors guild the 10 30,000 after member whatever it is the huge number of people 150,000 I, I just don't think tar is that uh obtuse it's not even that, but I think they also love and respect Kate. This is her 17th nomination. They voted for her last year or nominated her last year for Nightmare Alley when literally. <laughs> um, and I think it is a very uh, actor friendly performance. It's not a very baity or like action actressing role like it's it's not hammy or anything like that it's actually kind of subtle but I think the way you know she has like a lot of lengthy scenes you know like the opening monologue and everything but like the way she plays it and um you know just really fully embodies the character I think you're just left kind of in awe of how she does that and I Lydia Tar like a real person and I think if you're an actor you do kind of respond to that. And maybe you're also just kind of like, I want to roll like that, you know, like right. I want to let you try like that's the dream. Um, and then, you know, the argument for Michelle, obviously everything everywhere, the populist movie sag the most populist group and also the most socially conscious group. And um, also has it like, I think it appeals uh, to the, the youngest demo too. And obviously they have a AFTRA, um, they have influencers who are members <laughs> to the kids, the children. So mm -hmm. I think that can help her. Um, and uh, it is the more uh, overtly emotional role too. And that's something SAG has always responded to. Yes. 
I the thing I keep coming back to is that none like I think in an in if if Tar was slightly different movie, I think Michelle would just steamroll here. I don't I don't know if she would win the Oscar. Maybe? I think, but or I uh, oh no, you mean like if if Tar was more like chilly? Yes, or... but I think they're like you're saying like the younger uh, members of SAG too and SAG after like it's like influencer culture. I'm like Liddy Tar is like a, a meme. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it is a mean movie. So, just the moment. So it's just it's like there, like Kate has enough of all the different buckets, I think, to pull it off. I don't know. Yeah, I think people, especially in the fall, people were maybe like anti-dicting Tar or, or um, thinking it could be like another Power of the Dog, and it's proven it's it's not. Even though obviously Power of the Dog got twelve nominations last year, right? But I think people have formed more of an attachment to Lydia Tar than they ever did to any of the characters in Power of the Dog. Definitely. Uh, for Best Actress, this one will be another tight race. Uh, the nominees are Brandon Frazier, Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Bill Nye, and the god Adam Sandler for Hustle. And I have Austin Butler winning. Same. Brandon's still first in the odds. Uh, A24 putting, that does out not surprise all, me, so. putting out all the stops this week, Joyce. The Whale is on VOD, and today I saw an EW, a behind-the-scenes look at how they did the makeup. That's more of a FYC for the makeup team than for Brandon. Certainly. But it's also, let's get this movie out there, maybe. SAG voting ends Friday, I believe. So it's still- Yeah, they have two more days. So so here's the thing. They've been voting for more than a month now. Yes. (laughs) How many people do you think vote right away? How many people do you think are waiting until this last minute to vote? I think a lot of people probably vote right when they get it, just to get it over with. And then I think there are other people who wait for the last possible second and there's nothing in between. <laughs> I'd say it's like maybe like seven, like 60, 60, 58% vote right away. And, you know, 42% wait the last minute. So you don't think there's anyone who uses the four weeks in between to uh, watch movies they haven't seen? No, because there are not that many movies here. And I think, I don't think anybody has not seen these movies at this point. I think if you were not going to watch these movies, you're not going to watch them at all. Mm-hmm. If somebody who hasn't seen The Whale is just not going to watch it. And also The Whale is because like A24 was kind of so uh, secretive with it. I, I don't know like to what extent with voting bodies, because I think they did eventually get screeners out. Especially, I mean, they, they did for sure to the nomcom. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that was like a screener that people wanted to get. Yeah. So they could see it and and vote and you know it's been proven as a movie that people want to see regardless they want to see it and talk about it uh this is the best spot for brendan to win obviously i think we've talked about this has been like a spot where he would win if he's going to win anything uh but also austin butler feels like a perfect win for this group too and i think he will win i just think the enthusiasm is there for him he has been all over the place and people love actors playing real people it remains a great uh way to win an award yeah, um, they the two of them fulfill uh, SAG's uh, biggest impulses, like the transformation, um, playing a real person, and also the transformation, like physical transformation, uh, like in Brendan's case, uh, that's also highly emotional. Yes, uh, role. So um, as I've said before, I have Colin safely in third. Yes. I would love to see him win, um, but not counting on it. I, I never had him winning this at all. Like I always 
thought it was between Austin and Brendan. And I always had Austin because I had him winning the Oscar. Um, and now that he also has BAFTA in the bag, I'm just like, just sweep, <laughs> like, I, except for Critics' Choice. <laughs> I think so. I, this is like, like Best Actress, this is one I could easily see being wrong. If you told me when we do this on Sunday night and it's like Brendan Fraser and Michelle Yeoh are SAG winners, I would be like, kind of not unexpected but I just I'm not predicting it I, yeah it's it's kind of the same thing like with uh, for me like if Brendan wins here I'm still gonna do Austin I'm not changing Austin at the Oscars no so um but yeah I think it's it's just between the two of them I don't know how it have has Austin moved up since Sunday in in the Oscar rods or in the SAG in SAG. Let me look. Oh, see if that worked. He is rising uh, for uh, predicting this. About 1,600 people have uh, Brendan, and now uh, over 1,000 have Austin. And Brendan is falling as we. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. I mean, again, like similar to actress, I think people are waiting for this to determine how they will predict the Oscar category. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, for supporting actress choice, the nominees are Angela Bassett, Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Stephanie Su, and Hong Chow. And I have Angela Bassett winning. She's going to do the thing. She's going to do the thing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't expect Carrie to win this. <laughs> uh, if Carrie did win this, uh, Oscar Oscar winner Carrie Condon would be in our future, I would say. Yeah, um, but I also don't think Carrie needs this to win the Oscar. Like, I think the BAFTA would be enough for her if she were to go on to win the Oscar. I um, agree. Uh, what if Jamie Lee Curtis wins this? Sure, I have her in third. I have her in third too, but I almost thought of moving her up to second instead of Carrie. Uh, I can make a really strong case for Jamie Lee because we know how uh, she her narrative is is equally as compelling, I would say, as like, you know, Angela is certainly is a beloved uh, actor kind of like finally getting a shot here to win. I just, and they obviously love everything everywhere more than Black Panther. I think Jamie can split votes with two people, um, her co-star, Stephanie. Yes. Um, who also has a lot stronger appeal to the younger crowd with her character and then also split the veteran vote with Angela. And so that's also how you end up maybe with Carrie Condon winning at the Oscars, because the same group here is, is the nominees, right? So uh, you could easily see Jamie Lee Curtis giving siphoning votes off of Angela Bassett and also off of Stephanie Sue, or Stephanie Sue siphoning votes off of Jamie Lee. And then everybody's kind of like in the same group and Carrie Condon wins by a very small margin. This is a category I wish they would release the numbers for at the end, because I think it's going to be the thinnest of margins, whoever wins. Well, Angela also has the weaker film of those three. <laughs> yes. So it's like, I just think it's going to be very, very close. I, I, I mean, I don't know how what the close like what would you like in the end like this could be separated by like a hundred votes or less basically between first and second you're talking about the oscars yes um yeah i think it can be that close yeah um it could be i i don't yeah because i think the 
like I think people like like Angela's performance, but um her momentum is also mostly on narrative. Right. You know, like it's not as acclaimed um as her performance. Um like it is like on the internet um and by fans, but like critically, you know, it doesn't have that uh backing right like some of these other performances. So I don't even know if she's won anything on let me check Metacritic. And I know Jamie, Carrie has the I would, most. I, I think you could argue the same for Jamie Lee Curtis. I, anybody. Yeah, but she know, she actually won a couple. Regional. Right. But, but people I know who like uh, are not hot on the movie think she's not great in it. Yeah. And like she more. like she's also on narrative too. Um, right. uh, this, so, is a great, this remains a great category. I love it. I mean, it is again, it was great that Carrie won BAFTA because it keeps things interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Carrie has 18 wins. This was updated yesterday. Okay. Uh, JLC is in second with six. Oh, actually, well, she has a, okay. So J- Jamie and Stephanie are tied for second. They both have six wins, um, tied for 40 points. Um, Carrie has 75 points. And then Janelle Monet. Remember? Yeah, I mean, she would have done her class good. onion and yeah. knives out mystery. She also had six wins, um, and she has thirty-seven points. And then Angela has four wins and thirty-one points. Um, and then Hong Chow has one win and twenty-one points. I guess we'll see. I mean, the, the oh. I'll keep Angela Bassett here to win, but I'm not. I think SAG was always the safest for her. Yeah, we've talked about this. Like how, you know, there was a point where I felt like she would be snubbed at the Oscars, but she would win SAG like Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the Black Panther cast won last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I yeah, I, I uh, think this is, if even if she goes on to lose the Oscar, I think this is the safest for her. But then if she wins this, then she has three of the four precursors most major pundits are still predicting her the oscars including me even though i would love to switch to carrie condon but i think if she wins sag here it would be hard to go against her uh angela at the oscars i guess we'll see because like you said i think or, i mean like we've said i think once you've just seen winning things you're just expected to win even you know what i mean like i don't think like if i just go back to last year best actress that Jessica Chastain, that's not the best Jessica Chastain performance. And the movie wasn't even particularly particularly well liked. And she still just steamrolled because she was just winning. And I think you could she see only, She happen. only started at SAG. It was SAG that started it because she lost the globe, the, the the Twitter globes. Yes. So it was SAG. And then Critics' Choice was after SAG. Right. Same day as BAFTA. Right. And uh, BAFTA was zero for six with overlap, which was great. Right. Um, so she couldn't win BAFTA. Right. Yeah. So she just won the last two things right before. Which mattered, I think, because people were just like, oh, I guess she won. You know, she became the front runner. Uh, supporting actor choice. The nominees are Kia Kwan, Brendan Gleeson, Barry Keoghan, Paul Dano, and Eddie Redmayne. And despite Barry Keoghan's shocking BAFTA win, I have Kia Kwan. Yeah, he should still be able to win this. 
I, I'm not I'm not worried about him winning these at all. And I'm not worried about him winning the Oscar at all. I don't. I'm sorry. I just can't imagine him not winning. It would be a, just a tremendous upset. He yeah, he should be fine. Um, And like, as we've said the other day, you know, he has the stronger film than Angela, too. If you were going to predict yes. an upset at the Oscars. Yes. But um, yeah, like he's he's the fan favorite of the film and uh again narrative sag loves narratives yep so i think he should be good me too i I just and also it's just yeah there's just way too many reasons for him not to win i'm sorry i just i'm like no way i can't take seriously that he would lose and at the oscars either i just can't uh and then for stunt ensemble joyce the nominees were top gun black panther the woman king avatar and the batman and i have black panther winning I have Top Gun. Top Gun's first in the odds. I, I was torn on this because uh, what do they consider stunts? And when people are thinking of stunts, what are they thinking of? Maybe they don't care. They're just going to vote for their favorite. And Top Gun is obviously probably a SAG after a member's favorite movie of this group, I would argue. But I don't know. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is a lot more stunty, traditional stunts, like fighting and running and jumping and swimming and all these different things top gun they're flying planes it's great but i don't know do they count the football I mean, that's still stunts that's aerial it's stunts. stunts it's aerial stunts but what do they count as the stunts i guess or what do they think when they're voting for this what well, do they think? last year no time to die one right but that's, that's like fighting cars there's a lot of fighting in that like physical like running and jumping it just feels like i don't know what they're considering stunts so i'm gonna go black panther rather than top gun I mean, I thought your argument was going to be that Black Panther won last time. <laughs> well, it won last time. That's another reason why to do it. But I'm saying like that kind of those are the kind of stunts in my mind that usually win this. And aerial stunts are amazing. And Top Gun stunts are ridiculous. But uh, unless the stunt is like Tom Cruise jumping out of uh, Jennifer Connelly's bedroom window, there's not a lot of uh, physicality in the movie. The football scene is great. I, I don't disagree. Um, I think it's also the more popular movie. So that, that could very easily win but just because it's, I don't like, maybe people don't even think about this. They're just gonna be like, you know what? I love Top Gun. Let's vote for it. Yeah. Like they didn't even nominate the Black Panther cast this right. time. Like last time it was stunt ensemble and the acting ensemble. Right. Um. So yeah, like the last couple. So Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman won twice for both of them. So that's um, another reason why. Black uh, and then Endgame won Black Panther. So we've had like superhero stuff. Um, and then Hacksaw Ridge won. So that's war. Yep. So, and then Mad Max won. I just think Top Gun is first because people um, love Top Gun. And it makes sense. If it wins, I would not be surprised. But I'm just like, I'm not going to go with it. I'm going with Black Panther. So Un- Unbroken one. Remember Unbroken? Of course. It was a big movie. I remember going to see it and being like, Definitely. here's a uh, Best Picture winner, Unbroken. Let's put her on the cover of EW with uh, Angie. Jack O'Connell. Uh, Lone Survivor. Yep. A lot of running that. in that. Falling down hills. I hate that movie. I, I just hated watching it. I, it was just an impossible watch. I remember watching it being like, this is just misery. Uh, Skyfall? Skyfall rules. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Great. Inception. Great. Star Trek. Sure. The Dark Knight. Great. And the first winner was The Bourne Ultimatum. Great stunts. Beautiful stunts, Joyce. Black Panther Wakanda Forever would fit nicely in there. That's all I'm saying. 
in that list. If you're going to make me choose between the fighting sons, I would choose the woman king. Me too, but I don't think they, I, I, that could easily get into and they gave Viola a nomination. I would say actually that. I mean, like, Viola has an automatic nomination. But I'm just act. saying like, they obviously <laughs> like that movie too. I would not be surprised with the woman king either, but I just don't think it's going to be Top Gun, I guess. Why not the Batman? Mm, there's some fighting in that and it's a great movie, but no, I don't think so. It uh, should really be Avatar for the Tolkien's. That'd be great. Give the whales a SAG award. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope uh, they got their nomination certificate. They better. Uh, I want to see the Tolkun, or how do you say it? Tolkun. Tolkun at the, and I am an actor and I am a whale. I want it to be at the, in the opening. Oh, please. They should better, oh, they better do that. I am a whale. And I am a whale. Uh, TV Joyce. Kate. Oh my God. Get Kate. Kate can open it with I'm an actor. Kate Winslet with her uh, BFF Tolkun. It would be great. We should program this. Netflix, call us. Uh, that was the movie. So we agree on everything but stunts. So there you go. Uh, for TV Joyce, let's do these. There are slightly more. There are nine categories here, I believe. But still no supporting and no ensemble for limited. First up, drama ensemble. The nominees are White Lotus, Better Call Saul, The Crown, Severance, and Ozark. And I have White Lotus. Yes. But it should be Better Call Saul. I have Better Call Saul in the second. Uh, White Lotus is, I I would say, the most cast. And it feels like that would help it win. It is. That doesn't matter. But it's also the most popular show. Yeah. So. Uh, for Best Actor, a Drama Actor. Bob Odenkirk, Jason Bateman, Adam Scott, Jeff Bridges, and Jonathan Banks. And I have Bob Odenkirk winning. I'll probably keep Bob just out of loyalty, but I can totally see Jason winning this for a third time. It would make sense. Ozark is a popular show. I love Ozark. They, they were the early adopters of Ozark. Yes. He's won twice. He's the only one of the cast who's one here and I could just see them going back to him and does I mean this category is pretty open so just like when he won two years ago <laughs> so um uh, yeah like I don't think Jonathan Banks would hurt Bob at all like I think if you're gonna vote for a better call Saul guy you're just gonna vote for Bob like I love Banks but come on yeah I I think so yeah. and part of it again is like Kind of like the same thinking why I have Angela Bassett winning too. And though I think Bob on Better Call Saul is a much more beloved performance overall, even if the show is not not like their favorite. Well, he's to also the lead. The but I'm just like, people love Bob. O you know what I mean? Like you're voting not just for the performance here, you're voting for the actor and everyone loves Bob Odenkirk. And actors love Bob Odenkirk and even like SAG after board ops love Bob Odenkirk. You know, no, they like, just don't love him or the show enough for it to win anything it's just but maybe this year they thing. do i don't know that's what i'm thinking i i just think people all like it wins are critics choice awards um but nothing with the industry so i i don't know i think the the smarter choice is probably jason but i'll i'll keep bob because i have to go down with the ship nice um i can see jeff winning too honestly just because like great narrative veteran like beloved another beloved star mm-hmm and a fabulous uh, narrative yeah uh for drama actress the nominees are jennifer coolidge zendaya julia garner laura linney and elizabeth debicki 
and I have Jennifer Coolidge winning. I've gone back and forth on this in my mind a lot. Um, I think it's between Jen and Zendaya. So, so we have three reigning Emmy winners here. Uh, Jen, Zendaya, and Julia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I will keep Jen just because of the recency bias. She has the new season, the most recent season, um, just, you know, memes up the wazoo. And uh, Euphoria didn't get into ensemble, not that that is, you know, a full demerit on Zendaya who could just win on her own as she's proven before in other places. Um, and I was thinking about how, like, does it matter that like Jen is supporting and like Zendaya is a lead? And I don't really think so. Like the last two years we've had supporting actresses win this. So I think if they just love you or love the show or love the performance, still just go for you. It doesn't matter if you're supporting it. White Lotus is like ensemble anyway. And I think um, Matthew Stewart timed uh, the season and Jen still had the most, even though they were all, you know, pretty on par. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people, since she was in the first season, people's kind of view her as the de facto lead anyway. Mm-hmm. Um so I I think she can win and um and then Zendaya yeah I have her in second um and you know I guess I guess if you're predicting Zendaya you'll feel emboldened by Sam Levinson's DGA win over the weekend um but it's it's guild performance has run like hot and cold too so I don't know. I don't disagree. I think Zendaya is also beloved as, but I think the recency plus the memes are going to help Jennifer win here. That's basically it. I think there it's a coin flip, but I do think the coin ends up on Jennifer Coolidge's uh, side. Yeah. And then she, she didn't win last year when they were in limited, she lost to Kate Winslet, um, mm-hmm. uh, which was not surprising because Kate was sweeping. Right. So I guess if you feel like you were upset that she didn't win last year, think you you'll vote for her again this year i don't know yeah. uh for comedy ensemble joyce the nominees are abbott elementary only murders the bear hacks and barry and i have abbott elementary winning i do too uh just a great ensemble i don't see honestly how it would lose here frankly but i guess it could um yeah i think it's I guess it's not really new, but it's like the the first year it's here. So it's kind of like um I think I think the it's it's basically competing for two seasons. So it's new but not too new for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like they've been acclimated to it. Obviously already had an Emmy run. Mm-hmm. So and it's just, you know, charming and nice. Yeah. I just seems like a perfect winner here. Uh for TV comedy actor, the nominees are Jeremy Allen White for the Bear. Bill Hader, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Anthony Carrigan. I have Jeremy Allen White winning. I think everyone does. Any chance Bill Hader wins? He's in second. I would love to see it. And uh, I do feel good 
about him being in second because Anthony got the surprise nomination just yes. completely out of nowhere. The Jonathan Banks of this category, you know, it was like I controlled the nomcom or something. Maybe um, you did. I know. Um, so yeah, but uh, I I think I don't I don't, I feel like Barry is not broad enough for SAG AFTRA. Yeah. I also think the newness helps, right? For for Jeremy, like the show being new and like kind of like a, fa- a new shiny bauble that you're paying attention to. Yeah. Um and it's, you know, again, it's it's new but not too new cuz it dropped in the summer, so they've had enough time to right. watch it and everything. Uh next is TV comedy actress. The nominees are Quinta Brunson, Jean Smart, Christina Applegate, Jenna Ortega, and Rachel Brosnahan, and I've Quinta Brunson winning. I have Jean. Wow. We split. Um, I can see them because sometimes they just do repeats. Very much uh, so. They're not the most uh, ad- uh, adventurous group, it seems, a lot of times. No. Remember Alex, Seven Pete? Yes. Iconic. Will never be replicated. Um. But I, um, maybe like ultimately it means nothing. Uh, but I think most people were predicting more than two nominations for Abbott Elementary. I mean, I know there were definitely people who were predicting three Abbott slots here. Yes. Right. So, um, and it just got ensemble and Quinta. So, uh, I I don't know. Maybe maybe like they like the show or like the ensemble as a whole but not individually enough i i feel like at, at the very least shirley ralph should have could have gone in here or especially uh tyler james williams who had no really votes but no offense to chris perfetti but like i feel like he probably should have gone in um or or if you're predicting it you that you would predict him before anthony kerrigan you know right if we're going to predict a supporting actor and um and yeah you know Jean uh beat Quinta for the Emmy she did beat her for the globe but that's not industry so um I don't know I could see Jean just winning another one I mean, it would make sense. You've almost convinced me to switch. Maybe I will before Sunday. It, it would just be like a rubber stamp, I guess, right, for them. Yeah, and I I don't know. It, it kinda, it, it's kind of, it's like when, like, the Maisel cast beat Fleabag. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I think, like, Christina is a dark horse um i thought christina was a dark horse too it would be a great moment for sure yeah and i i think her performance is amazing under the circumstances and that should qualify yeah, her for any kind of award incredible. they should really just honestly give her a special award just for that performance but it's also it's so cruel that um linda cardellini is also not nominated because they were both like neither of their performances work without the others no you know so i hope they both make it in at the emmys yeah one last time um, and then Jenna and Rachel, congratulations to them. Yes. 
uh, for TV movie miniseries actor, limited series. The nominees are Evan Peters, Paul Walter Hauser, Taryn Egerton, Steve Carell, and Sam Elliott. And I have Evan Peters winning here. I do too. And I don't really have anything to say. <laughs> I have nothing to say, but I will say if Paul Walter Hauser won, I wouldn't be surprised. He feels I like have him in second. actor's actor. I, I just think like he would win. But I also think Evan Peters is like beloved and it's such a great. It's just the most popular show. Right. So it's like, I think that helps. Nothing else really to say here. Uh, for mini movie, TV movie, mini series actress, the nominees are Amanda Seyfried, Nisi Nash Betts, Julia Garner, Jessica Chastain, and Emily Blunt. And Joyce will be so happy to know I finally have Amanda Seyfried winning for the dropout. You've, you've stopped going. I stopped you've stopped anti wrong. <laughs> Multiple shows in a row, I've gotten this wrong. So I assume <laughs> I'll get it wrong again, and Nisi Nash Betts will win. But uh, I have Amanda winning. Amanda doing the full sweep. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think, you know, the fall didn't really produce a potent challenger for her. I think maybe people were expecting Jess to be one, but, you know, I don't know. I was. Um, Nisi, I think she could, I have her in second. I think she could win on just the popularity of the show. I uh, I thought that too. And also I was like, her speech at the Critics' Choice Awards, I found really, really moving and, and awesome. The only problem is no one watched the Critics' Choice Awards. So I don't think it had a great impact on her status as a nominee here. Maybe I don't think that matters because I think she has friends, like fans. Yeah. Anyway. But it helps so, to get the speeches out there. And no one saw that one. But she was great. It was a great speech. I think the speeches are just for viewers, I don't think. And like the people in the room. So uh I have Jessica Chastain in third. Um, do you are do you only have Amanda because they snubbed Lily James. No, I have her because I've picked against her too many times in a row and I just gave up and I'll probably get wrong again, but I'm going, just going with the odds. It is It is funny that they just said no completely to Pam and Tommy. Yeah. Uh, and finally here, stunt ensemble on TV. The nominees are House of the Dragon and or Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, Stranger Things, and The Boys. And I have House of the Dragon. I do too, only because Game of Thrones never lost. <laughs> so there you go. I have Lord of the Rings in second. I have Andor in second. Uh, so we we differ on what none really. I'm gonna convince you. Convince me to switch to Gene Smart, basically. And you're gonna you're gonna switch to Gene. <laughs> and then what else? There's nothing really else that we split on. Uh, yeah, there we go. I don't know. I feel like all the the favorites could totally win all of these categories like in film and tv and then it'll yeah. be very boring yeah it could i mean it's hard to make a case against it but like i said if we if it happens i'm not surprised but i'm like nothing here would be a total shock if they the ones we think lost or win will lose you know that kind of thing yeah i don't know what i would be totally shocked by i guess like if jonathan banks won. <laughs> i would be shocked if like um, any one best actress or something you know like that kind of thing That'd be cool because then she won't go unrewarded for the yeah. show. Um, and I don't know. I mean, they they do love the crown, but uh, I think they nominated it appropriately this season. Yes. So, uh, 
Joyce, more guilt here before we say goodbye. I have next on my list uh, the Golden Reel Awards for sound. Sound editing. Yes. Okay. First up is sound editing dialogue, ADR. The nominees are Top Gun, Elvis, Everything Everywhere, The Batman, The Banshees of Inisherin, and Empire of Light. And I have Top Gun. Same. Great dialogue with Maverick with a mask on. That's what I kept thinking. You know, flight dialogue is so hard. Yeah. Uh, sound effects editing in Foley. The nominees are Top Gun, Avatar, The Batman, Everything Everywhere, Nope, and Jurassic World. And I have Top Gun winning here as well. Yeah. Okay. Sound editing for music. The nominees are Elvis, Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, not to be confused with Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio, Tar, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I Want to Dance with Somebody, and I have Elvis winning. Same. I wanted to put Tar in second, but I have Pinocchio in second. Mm -hmm. Animation, sound editing, Pinocchio, Puss in Boots, Lightyear, and DC League of Super Pets. I have Pinocchio. Again, not Lightyear. No. Uh, documentary, sound editing, Moon Age Daydream, Goodnight Oppie, Louis Armstrong's Black and Blue, and The Territory. And I have Moon Age Daydream. Yes, music. Love music. Uh, and foreign film sound editing. All Quiet, Bardo, Triangle of Sadness, EO, Argentina 1985, and The Quiet Girl, and I have All Quiet. It would be shocking if it lost. And there we go. That is our sound uh, editing awards there. This is another one where all of these are favorites. Yes. <laughs> uh, next, I have Costume Design Guild. I think that's the only other one this weekend, right? Yes. Okay. Let's take a look. For period uh, film costumes. The nominees are Elvis, Babylon, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, The Woman King, and Don't Worry Darling. And I have Elvis winning. Same. Uh, fantasy costumes. The nominees are Black Panther, Everything Everywhere, Avatar, Hocus Pocus 2, and Thor Love and Thunder. And Joyce, I have Everything Everywhere winning. I do too. Black Panther is favorite here with Ruth uh, Ruth Carter, but I think Everything Everywhere has proven strong as a guild force the whole year and uh, will remain so. It's a guild fave. Um, it's also an Oscar nominee as well. <laughs> I also thought, I, I talked to Ruth Carter, Joyce, and she said something interesting, even though she's Ruth Carter and the costumes of Black Panther are great. She was like, I didn't, and I actually believe this because a lot of people say this and you're like, I don't, you know, you expected it. But she was like, I didn't expect it because it's a sequel. And I think she know she like knew that it's tough coming from when you want to ready for a movie and then you do the sequel, you already did it, right? So it's like, it is not the easiest thing to like overcome that I've seen it before kind of feeling. And so I think the nomination is great that she even got nominated is like wonderful. But I do think Everything Everywhere has like the newness factor here for this. That's why I have it winning. And that's why I don't have Black Panther winning at the Oscars either. Yeah, Um and I think it's like, even though she, Ruth obviously made new costumes. Yes. Like there are new characters in yes. the film, but, um, and also a new Black Panther costume too. Yeah. And and you should watch um, the interview I did with her. It's great. She had a lot of detail in all these things. It's, she's an incredible artist. She's awesome. I've talked to her twice. Uh, I only talked to her once. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing. Sorry. And the costumes are great. Um, but um, but yeah, everything everywhere. I think it's it's just 
a, a guild fave. You know, it won ADG over Avatar. Yes. Uh, not even nominated at the Oscars, so. Uh, for contemporary costumes in film, the nominees are Glass Onion, Tar, Woman Talking, Top Gun Maverick, and Nope, and I have Glass Onion winning. Same. Love those costumes. Should have been an Oscar nominee. It's, it's just like the first one all over again, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, contemporary costumes, they don't get a fair shake. No. Bill Kramer, add that to the list of things you're complaining about. Contemporary costumes, give them a fair shake. Uh, TV period costumes. The nominees are The Crown, Bridgerton, Gilded Age, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Pam and Tommy, and I have The Crown. I do too, but I can see Maisel winning mm -hmm. and Bridgerton. Yes. And Gilded Age, really. <laughs> so. Great category. I just think The Crown one is always, it just seems like so, there's a lot of great Diana costumes in this season, and they're recreating iconic Yeah, and I feel like it's also recent history, or yeah. Like more recent history. I mean, I know Pam and Tommy too, but like, yeah, like this is a, you know, like like stuffy British, yes, kind of costumes. So, uh, TV fantasy, House of the Dragon, Lord of the Rings, What We Do in the Shadows, The Witcher, and Westworld, and I have House of the Dragon. Uh, I do too. I thought about What We Do in the Shadows, um, but yeah. Uh, next one, TV contemporary costumes. And I'm using White Lotus, Sicily, Wednesday, Emily in Paris, Euphoria, and Hacks. And here I have Wednesday, Joyce, instead of White Lotus, which is first in the odds. I think everyone has Wednesday. <laughs> Somehow first in the odds is White Lotus. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, um, well, you know, it's just like hot people on the beach in bikinis and caftans. Mm -hmm. So, but... Uh, I think Wednesday is more costumey mm -hmm. um, with like the golf styles and everything. So. Yeah, it's great. Uh, what's next? Let's see. Variety reality costumes on TV, Joyce. I have RuPaul's Drag Race, Beauty and the Beast, Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls, SNL, and Dancing with the Stars. And I have RuPaul's Drag Race winning. I'm going with Beauty and the Beast here. Nice. I had in second. So we separate on one here. Uh, and that's it, Joyce. Those are the, all the guilds this weekend. All the guilds that all the guilds that glitter gold. I don't know. I don't know what the, what, what the saying would be. I mean, costumes and sound editors, obviously the most important. So uh, we'll see. I think so. I think it should be a big weekend for everything everywhere. If it's not a big weekend for everything everywhere, I would start seriously considering something else for best picture. That's my main takeaway. It, it it should be fine for SAG ensemble. Yes. Um, but yeah, like once again, you just, you need PGA to prove that you can win. I just think if it was going to, I understand the preferential ballot and I understand people think it's polarizing. I just think if it was going to lose best picture, it would have not won DG. I just found their DGA win like so indicative of like the strength of the movie. You know, I think that yeah, people love the movie. People and, love the movie. Um, they love it more here than overseas. <laughs> they love the movie, and even if they don't like the movie, they love the the people involved with the movie. I think that's also a big factor. Yeah, Daniels are like rock stars at every one of these events. People love Kiu Kwan. They love Michelle Yeoh. Uh, the these are just beloved people, and they've been everywhere, and they're like the 
most visible people of the award season. And I think that helps too. So even if you're like, the movie's okay, but I love these people and I want them to win. I do think that like plays a part. I think it's also that it's, um, you can make an argument as to who is uh, number two. I think most people would say Banshees, but then you could also say the BAFTA loss was a knock on it. So like, is it all quiet, but all quiet is not a PGA. So it's just kind of, nebulous as to what its direct challenger is but also no one was expecting banshees to win pga because everyone's like oh top gun but top gun is really just like a tech thing you know like no one thought that was winning bafta (laughs) so and the other thing i was thinking was like i mean thinking about like last i guess people would now like it's funny like before Certainly, like in like November, I we we saw people like comparing everything everywhere to like Coda, right? Where it was like going to be a surprise, but now it's more like it would be like more like Power of the Dog because it's obviously the front runner and had the most nominations. But I think a lot of times when you see that, when a movie like like last like just thinking about last year, like Power of the Dog was the more accomplished movie, but people felt more about Coda and they just liked it more even if they thought it was not as good of a movie as Power of the Dog. Here, I think, like, Everything Everywhere is the movie that is, like, even, you know what I mean? Like, the like the polarizing aspect of it, it's like you're still feeling something, I think, watching it. It's not like, it's like a movie that wears its heart on its sleeve, regardless of its, like, polarizing nature. And I think that would go a long way to keeping it less polarizing than something like Power of the Dog. Well, it's also always been the underdog, and it still is, even though it's, um, on paper the top dog to win because the thing was always like you know this like little indie movie that was a surprise hit mm-hmm. um, all Asian cast and like can it go all the way so it always had that um, and I, I think that helped because no one it never had a target on its back it was like it had a rooting factor mm-hmm. and even you know with like these other movies faltering like Fablemans and like whatever or maybe you know some certain movies that may not seem like they are able to win like banshees even though it's great um you're still rooting for everything everywhere like it it doesn't it doesn't have like the big machinery behind it you know i i don't know what kind of backlash it can really suffer like la la land suffered backlash you know 1917 was a late breaker but it also suffered backlash um you know some people weren't into like the one take gimmick and then some people were like oh is there like you know even like a message here or whatever you know at least like all quiet like the it's anti-war right you know um so i don't think like that's going to be a problem for any you know power to dog people like did not get it at all (laughs) um and you know coda was the perfect antidote because it was crowd-pleasing heartwarming Mm -hmm. family drama um and everything ever was really the coda um but it it already is in position to win like no one has to discover it at this point they discovered it a year ago right uh all right so we'll be back on sunday night joyce to talk about this and see how wrong we were with our picks and then when all the favorites win, we'll have nothing to talk about. <laughs> It'll be a quick one. It'll be like 25 minutes. No, never 25 minutes. We talk too much. I talk way too much. Uh, but this was so much fun, Joyce. I'll talk to you on Sunday. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media 
at Gold Derby. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.